I am Camille Johnson, and this is Finding the Floor. Stories and reflections of midlife motherhood, family, and finding meaning in it all. Join me as I share a little piece of my life and figure out what I want to be when I grow up. Hey everyone, welcome to Finding the Floor. This is episode 117, and this month I'm going to do a few different podcasts about gifts we can give at Christmas time. And so today I'm going to talk about the gift of not mentioning past mistakes. So, can you guys believe we're in December already? What? It's crazy. The craziest thing is my youngest is now a teenager. What? That is, that's kind of a big deal. It's, it'll be, I mean, as I'm recording, her birthday is actually not till tomorrow, but when this comes out, she will have been a teenager for a day. Anyway, kind of crazy how all of a sudden you don't have any small children. And even though it's not all of a sudden, it just feels like it's something that never is going to end. And then it does. (laughs) So all of you who may be right in the middle of small children, I know it's really annoying to have moms who have older kids be like, oh, just appreciate this because I know there's some days that are so hard, but I don't know. There, It goes by fast. That's all I can say. You can appreciate it or not appreciate it. <laughs> but yeah, life just keeps going. We get, keep getting older. Okay, so back to the topic today. And these are, I'm hoping, obviously I don't know how long this is going to go. Once When I'm starting, I have a general idea because I do have an outline. But these are going to be kind of shorter little thoughts for this Christmas season. And one thing that really I've been thinking about a lot was just this idea of not bringing up like past mistakes and past wrongs with family members and how, especially with your spouse, your kids, I think it's super easy to do this with like extended family too. How nice can it be when someone recognizes your growth and they forgive you in a real way? And I think that also is kind of hard too. So we're going to just talk about a couple thoughts I've had about this. But I was reminded of the story that kind of became legend when that happened to me when I was like five years old. And I'm not going to get into the details because I find it an embarrassing story. (laughs) So I'm not going to tell you the story, but it became sort of a legend of something I said. My parents told a lot of their friends. Anyway, you know how some funny stories go when a five-year-old says something. 
that I didn't even realize what I was saying. Anyway, I mean, I knew what I was saying, but but I was five or six, okay? So last year, I'm not even joking. I'm out to dinner, I'm visiting my dad. Um, I think I came in to see my son or something and, or came in town. And so having lunch at this place and we run into a group of his friends and they literally ask me, hey, were you the kid with the funny story of blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah, that was me. <laughs> literally over 45 years ago. What? Why would anyone just bring that up? I am almost 50 years old. <laughs> Getting up there. <laughs> what? I guess it wasn't 45 years ago. It would have been like 42. But you guys, come on. And I know that this was a group of friends that probably didn't know me very well now. And so I think that can be the danger too, is when you have friends and family that haven't seen you in a while, and then they bring up something that they remember, that maybe something you felt like was embarrassing or a mistake or just something you don't want to like have brought back up and they bring it back up. So maybe as a really great gift, if you're with an extended family or friends you haven't seen in a while, if there's a funny story, make sure that they think it's funny too before you bring it up. Or just don't bring it up and find something currently funny that you guys can talk about instead of, you know, kind of living in the past. But yeah, wow, that was kind of like, okay, that was like over 40 years ago. Thanks for bringing that up because now I'm, you know, 47. But like I was thinking a lot about this the past, I guess it's maybe been a month since I was reading in Ezekiel. Um, this year we've been in our, in my church like study and especially since I teach the Sunday school class, like we're learning and studying the Old Testament. And there was a scripture in Ezekiel chapter 18, verse 22, which is so great. And it says, all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. So this is kind of Ezekiel speaking about the Lord, talking about people who then repent and come unto him, that he is not going to mention their sins or transgressions anymore. I just really liked this idea because sometimes we hear that like Jesus Christ will remember our sins no more. And sometimes that seems quite impossible because I remember all the bad things that I've done. Even if I have repented of them or and made things better, but I still remember them, how could Jesus Christ forget them? And what I really liked about this is that he is not going to mention them. He's kind of going to look at the best of us. And I really loved what, so in the Follow Him podcast, which is hosted by Hank Smith and John, by the way, they have a guest each week. And this guest, Dr. Jan Martin, said something really profound. She says, sometimes spouses or even family members can hold us hostage 
with our past mistakes when we have more than made up for it by apologizing and trying to make things right. And so she points out that what this scripture was saying is that Jesus Christ is not going to be that type of person. He will not mention our past sins and mistakes after we have repented and turned a new way. And that we can even look at our past mistakes with peace. Like we have done our best to make good and then just let them be a place where we have learned and grown and look back on our past with peace. And I just love those two thoughts. First, that the character of Jesus Christ, he's not going to be in a type of relationship where he's constantly bringing up past mistakes and what a gift that is. And so I was thinking, wow, as we think about celebrating the Savior coming into the world, what a gift we could give to our family members if we could just try even a little bit, just a little bit of not mentioning like past mistakes, letting things go, truly forgiving and being willing to like let go of something. And even if it's like funny or an embarrassing thing, especially when your kids are little, I would just make sure that they're kind of good with that still being funny and bringing back up or, you know, finding something else and doing something else funny. Oh, and (laughs) I'll try to right now. We've got the World Cup going on and I'm recording this a little bit later and some of my kids are home. And (laughs) so if you hear some big screams in the background that I can't quite edit out, It's probably because a goal happened in whatever game they're watching. And aside, happy World Cup time as well. We're really enjoying that too. Okay, but I was also reminded of a time in college when I I was in this acapella group and we would have these performances. They were called cafes. We'd do them twice a year and we'd do like little skits in between and they were kind of funny and But there was like this one skit that we were doing that we had some choreography and that was just kind of funny and silly. And I don't know exactly what I did. Like I did something with my arms right before I like, you know, came out. And since like we had someone recording the show, you know, then we watch it back and it became kind of this like funny joke. And you know, like, like I did this move all the time, which that was the only time I did that move. And I was just like, kind of annoyed that that would be like a perpetuating thing. There's a lot of funny or stupid things that happen that maybe some people really don't want to have brought up again and again and again. And what a gift it can be when you kind of let things die as I was kind of looking for a couple of resources, of course I had, you know, I, we had that uh, scripture from the Old Testament in Ezekiel, but then I had um, just this article just about like kind of big mistakes that can destroy family relationships. And there was, you know, a handful of them. And, but one thing I really liked was this quote. It said, when someone apologizes, be a gracious forgiver. Families need one another. Don't hold grudges as this is a burden to you and it harms the family. Forgive and show your forgiveness with your actions as well as your words. 
This means that if you forgot to invite a family member to a birthday celebration, then ask for their forgiveness and offer to do something to make it up to the family member like taking him or her to lunch. Actions speak louder than words, so make your apology count by making your actions parallel a heartfelt apology. So it could be that you might need to apologize, but on the other end, it could be that it's okay just to let things go. Then there was another article that was like, you know, how do you deal with it when someone keeps on bringing up your past? And one thing they said was like, if you can accept your past, even the mistakes as part of who you are and not use them to torture yourself, then nobody can torture you with them. And so that one is probably very true. Like I think about those two instances. I really, those are like minor, minor things, but how you can just kind of let them go and laugh. But then what do you do? Like, do you want to just honestly say, you know, it's not my most favorite moment. Maybe there's another moment we could chat about or something. I really liked a couple other things. So after saying, you know, if you're not using them to torture yourself, then nobody can. And then it goes on to say, it takes the power out of someone bringing it up. Without shame, they can't control you or make you feel something you don't want to feel. He says, does that mean it won't be frustrating? No, it will still be frustrating that the person chooses to see the worst in you instead of the best. But your detachment from it makes it their problem and not yours. Okay, and then I really like this. It says, and you will ask yourself, why are you trying to defend yourself against someone committed to a version of yourself that doesn't exist anymore? instead of acknowledging the improved version of you. And I just love that. And that is something that you can do as this gift of the opportunity to change at Christmas. I mean, you think of the story of like Scrooge and how he was this grumpy humbug, right? But everybody was willing to see him as a new grown person and obviously his actions spoke of what has had changed him, but that we could be willing to see someone as an improved version of them. And what a special gift that could be, that you're actually trying to find out what improved version of them could be. I think too, maybe if you're having a hard time, like not being able to like not bring something hurtful up, that maybe you really need to think about how... You've gone about working on forgiving this person. Or if you even tried to or thought about with a family member, a kid, a spouse, maybe you bring it up regularly and you don't think that you need to worry about forgiveness. I would think it's a good thing to think about that maybe I need to work on forgiving them even if they're not even trying to apologize. Like it's okay. There was a really, really great talk given in just our past general conference which happened in October and the speaker was Kristen M. Yee and it was called Beauty for Ashes, The Healing Path of Forgiveness. And she just shared a personal story about how she had to forgive her father who was very emotionally and verbally abusive to her when she was growing up. But she goes on and tells how God can give us a new heart and she shares a story of Abigail which is another Old Testament story. So the story of Abigail is her husband like refuses to give food to King David, who isn't king at the time, I don't think, or maybe he's king at the time. King David, who was like defending his flocks or and defending the area and refuses to give them food. And so 
Dave, King David is very upset and he's ready to like go and kill him and his household. And Abigail finds this out and she goes and brings all this food to feed them and says, put the sin upon me. Here is all this food. I'm so sorry for what my husband did. Take that sin upon me. So she comes and prevents David from doing this really destructive thing and then also gives them food and nourishment to help him be healed. And she shows how that is a type of Christ and how not only can he will take this upon the sins and the mistakes of others, but that he can nourish and heal us as we learn to forgive them. And she goes on to talk about how it's really hard and it's so great. But I love this other part, how she talks about not perpetuating the same thing. And she says, on the path of forgiveness and healing lies a choice not to perpetuate unhealthy patterns or relationships in our families or elsewhere. To all within our influence, we can offer kindness for cruelty, love for hate, gentleness for abrasiveness, safety for distress, and peace for contention. To give what you have been denied is a powerful part of divine healing possible through faith in Jesus Christ. To live in such a way that you give, as Isaiah has said, beauty for ashes of your life is an act of faith that follows the supreme example of a Savior who suffered all that he might succor all. So can this be like a gift of not mentioning someone's past mistakes and being willing to forgive somebody even when they're not apologizing through words or actions or even recognize they've done wrong. I think just being aware that especially with like extended family that you haven't seen in a while, that it's easy to bring up the past because you don't have more of a future, but that maybe working on more of understanding the new them, the improved version of them, understanding them more and seeing how they've grown instead of like discussing old things and funny things of when they were little. I think it's so easy to do, especially with nieces and nephews who are now like, you know, I think of a lot of mine who are in their 20s and have grown up and grown so much. And although I probably still need to work on this, just seeing them as a new improved version and how they how they've grown and what, you know, new things they love to do and stories that you can learn today about them. Okay. So my challenge for you this week as a gift that something the Savior gives to us and that maybe we can choose to give this season is the gift of forgiveness by like not mentioning past mistakes when we're with in family gatherings or when we have all our kids home or however that works. I want to read Ezekiel 18.22 again. It reads, all his transgressions that he hath committed, they shall not be mentioned unto him. In his righteousness that he hath done, he shall live. In a way, we can think of it as a way for us to extend mercy, just like Christ does, and forgive us. And to let the past be the past, view it with peace, and see how they can be an improved version of themselves. Okay, you guys, I hope you guys have the beginnings of a wonderful Christmas season. And I'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening. Okay, bye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have any questions, come by findingthefloor.com where I will have show notes and links for anything I've mentioned today. Special thanks to Seth Johnson for creating and performing the theme music.
Come back next week and thanks for listening. 